I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Man in the house. Man in the house. Man in the house. Don't be hero podcast. Matt and Foz. We're all taking over the show. Taking over the show. <laughs> Hello, dear Forrest. How are you, my friend? Hello, Matthew. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm all right. I'm not too shabby, you know. I was feeling a little bit lethargic, and then I had to, um, just before press and record, and before we came on to Zoom here, I yep. listened to a few banging tunes to sort of get my blood pumping. Oh. I feel great now. Oh, great get that get that blood pumping i'm gonna listen to any music for a long time really <laughs> i don't know what i said that, really... and I that sounds proper depressing compared to... sounded... i haven't listened to any music for such a long time and also that's quite impressive because it's kind of you can argue there's music everywhere my friend even the birds uh, sing wow oh wow man that is just that's beautiful okay that's uh, deep for you I'll tell you when the birds will be singing. Pure <laughs> happiness. Do you know yeah. when, man? No, go on. Yeah, oh, Friday night, brother. Oh, yeah. What is that? Oh, okay. Dear listener, <laughs> um, first things first. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Don't Be Here Hero Podcast. We are here, Matt Forrest, once again. But we've got a flipping huge announcement for you. Because mm. as we've been saying for the last few weeks, our first year anniversary of this podcast is shortly upon us um and we are going to be celebrating it this friday um this friday which was the day of the 12th this is the 12th of may um we are going to be doing a live stream uh 7 30 bst we're going to be going live from youtube we're going to be live on instagram uh we're also going to be recording this for a future episode that will then be live on the 17th of may which will be the official one year anniversary of don't be oh, here a podcast i can you believe it mate it's been a year i can't believe it mate one it's... whole year of seeing your beautiful face on <sighs> the regular mate it just it makes me emotional it was me with joe i remember i was stood on a field when i <laughs> first rang rang you uh, and we discussed about the podcast oh really i messaged you and i was like look i've got this crazy idea and you went, tell me more. And I told you some more. And you went, you give me a call. And I dropped oh. you a call. And we talked about it. And we yeah, talked we about it. Uh, and we hauled ourselves out. And look at where it got us. Look where we oh. are now, my friend. We started with Bob from Belgium. And we've, <laughs> we've gone with Lee from Australia. We got Nathan from down the road down the road <laughs> couple of listeners and that is what is beautiful Matt it's amazing like so we're going to be celebrating Friday night 12th of May 7.30pm put it in your diaries dear listener we're going to be doing a live stream I want you there we want you there we want you to be part of the party we're going to be opening up a bottle of Prosecco we're going to be oh. out <laughs> 
having a jolly little fest, and we'll be together oh. as well, won't we? As well, we're, we're going to be, be actually together. together. Yeah, we've got in to. the same room. Yeah, you know, you can see us live. You can see us for the first yeah. time in the same place. Yeah, it's just going to be an utter joy fest. Seven thirty BST. Check out your time zones, wherever you may be. I want you there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Can't wait. Yeah. We're gonna we'll be talking all kinds of things about nostalgic times, pre- previous episodes, favorite bits from previous episodes. We might yeah. um, play a couple of games. I don't know. It, who knows? Whatever it will be, it will be a festive, jolly old time. So we can't wait to see you there. But that's not what we're here to talk about today, though, are we? No, it isn't. We're here to finally chomp the bits of the second half of the Loki series one. episodes it was matt oh my gosh um episode four episode four nexus events Mm. straight off the bat favorite episode of the whole series yeah 100 percent. i completely agree with you absolutely like you couldn't fit more stuff more very important very exciting gumph into uh an episode than nexus event yeah, is up there. I think it's um, it's one of those episodes that has to. I mean, you got to think of it this way: it's six episodes. You don't have a lot of time to really tell a lot of threads in terms of the story, and usually, and I think we're seeing a trend now because I think we were talking about episode three and four. I think of Falcon and Winter Soldier being particularly strong. Um, yeah that's the episode isn't it that's the time when you need to be really driving your narrative really putting in kind of like um easter eggs you need to be putting in some good narrative drama cliffhangers climaxes all that kind of stuff need to be in there and that's what it feels with as well um just so you know it's proper raining in here and my conservatory might be doing that raining thing is it raining where you are it's absolutely piss no actually no, <laughs> it was absolutely pissing it down, uh, and now it's not. Oh, I have. I've just got. We, yeah, here we are. <laughs> in, the, in the live magic of it all, uh, Peggy the cat was uh, knocking at the door. <gasps> Peggy, so, Peggy, so, Peggy, so, Peggy, so Peggy, Peggy, um, and she's just down here. Oh, Peggy, 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 little Peggy. Peggy. Oh, it's Peggy the cat. Do you think Peggy is a Loki variant? Do I think Peggy is a Loki variant? Sophie, what do you think? Do you think Peggy is a Loki variant? If that means heaven, yes. <laughs> if not, then no. Yeah, Agreed. Fine. There fine. you go. That's it from someone who's absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you can leave her in here if you want. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you know what? I quite enjoy that now. I mean, I've had my children knocking on the door every week to get into this podcast, and now you've got Peggy knocking on I've the got, door. 
I've got Peggy knocking on the door. She's here by my feet. She'll probably make an appearance any minute. Oh, It'll be joyous, mate. It'll amazing. Joyous. Amazing. Uh, anyway, yes. So we next this event. Uh, absolutely belter of an episode. Started off by it started off strong um, because I realised um, that it had the actress who plays Judith Grimes. Yes, good notice. I noticed that too in The Walking Dead, oh, and Judith. I absolutely love that actress. Um, it would oh, actually it wouldn't take me too long to find out who that was, would it? If I, I don't it think it will, mate. Judith Grimes actress on Google. It is Kaylee Fleming. Oh. Kaylee Fleming. She's a little diamond. Um, fantastic. Uh, really, really good. Um, was this kind before, of a shame? Was this before Walking Dead for her, or was this kind of like alongside? Uh, I think this would have been alongside. Right. I think this would have been alongside. Um, so, because Walking Dead would have been filmed years ago, and to be honest, she appeared years ago. Now, actually, really, um, so this would have, yeah, this would have appeared side by side in her filming schedule, I'm sure. Oh, um, but yes, yeah, uh, we got that. We got first glimpse of timekeepers. Um, we did. What do you think about that? So, I've got okay, I'll just go immediately in terms of like my over my overall thoughts for four, five, and six. Mm. There are quite a few episodes and a few things that I kind of I don't know. I kind of felt, ah, uh, I really can't put it. I finished watching this yesterday. Mm. And when I finished watching it, I was like, I feel like I should be feeling a different emotion. Like, mm. like really excited, like on the edge of something. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. But I didn't get it. I felt empty, mate. I felt a little bit empty and, un- and like incomplete a little bit. Yes. Um, but like, I think the, the way that they were telling the story with the timekeepers... And the way that it gets revealed at the end with the timekeepers, it mm. just it just misses a little bit for me, to be honest. I kind of would like I would have liked to have seen, in all fairness, a more of um, an opportunity to see more of the timekeepers throughout the episodes as them maybe conversing, talking about Loki. Just literally like you know when we got those little mm. mini shots and like end credit sequences of Thanos kind of being threaded through. Yes. Like that. Like oh, that. I, yeah, I can agree because I also think it would have worked because you when we find out the timekeepers, you know, don't exist, um, yeah. then I think actually if we'd have, that would have been a stronger reaction from the audience if we'd mm. have seen them as like a this threat throughout. We'd have yeah. been like, look, these are these people, blah 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 and then at the end it's like, hang on a minute, you know. Yeah. Not, doing, not serving any purpose whatsoever. Yeah, that, I didn't feel threatened by them. And I think the kind of the fact that, you know, Loki, Sylvie, you know, her whole purpose was to take down the timekeepers. Um, mm. And when it gets to that moment, you're like, I don't feel like we're there yet. I don't feel like that moment's justified enough. Um, yeah. And we get to it. I know it's that's obviously not the main issue in the main kind of story arc but like it just doesn't play the weight to the reveal it doesn't meet that expectation no i I can completely agree uh i also talk about sylvie uh one of the things i noted in this episode but it also does come back in episode five is the writing for sylvie 
right. I, I find to be a little bit dodgy. Because one minute, she's quite colloquial. Mm-hmm. Um, she's quite like, you know, uh, oh, come on, Loki. You know, short sentences, quite, mm-hmm. you know, informal. I feel like she could be just be anyone. And then the next minute, it's like, rooted in Kenneth Branagh's like Shakespearean oh if love is love then this is what we do for love and yeah. you know it's, I find the writing very odd very odd uh, I, I'm a bit like you just choose who Sylvie is and keep it at that whereas it's kind of like one minute she's totally like you know metaphorical and fucking oh look at larger life's bigger than we could ever be and oh i stand here on mm. the edge of our and then the next minute she's like yeah well yeah yeah what i'm what i'm up at you are loki i'm like hang on what yeah i get it, it, yeah a bit weird with that i don't really yeah it's the writing i yeah i wasn't wasn't very keen on it kind of goes to and fro quite quickly, uh, but we do. But we do get um, uh, Sif, Lady Sif, back. That's what I just was about to make. It was ah. next time on list. I got so excited. Oh, look at us, like two pieces <laughs> apart. We are, oh, mate. Well, we've been doing pod. this for a year now, mate. You should fucking oh. think so by now. Oh, we're literally on a pod. Oh, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> um, yeah, Sif. <laughs> Uh, I, I put great to see her. We need a Sif backstory, solo film or series. I am a little bit pissed off with how I do feel like this is the strongest episode in terms of narrative, but I yeah. am a little bit pissed off in how they treated Lady Sif in this episode. Like they yeah, literally yeah. brought her back as a massive callback to Thor movies, and she was a beloved character. People loved her performances and literally she turns up for what is effectively a repetition scene where she just kicks and knees Loki in the balls and punches him in the face. I completely agree. Like, <laughs> I come on. What a, what a waste of that character. Yeah. Um, what a waste. And I, you know, that, and I also think that gets a bit boring that scene anyway. I'm yeah, it drags like, on. It drags, it drags on. And, and we come back to it, and I'm yeah. like, really, I didn't need to come back to it because you already spent about five, ten mm. minutes on it last time. Do um, you want, actually, talking about that moment, though, do you want a little Easter egg mm. on that moment? You know, Matt, I love an Easter egg, especially so, when it's not Easter. So uh, Lady Sif, through North mythology, is actually mm. the wife of Thor, right? Oh, okay. And um, she is through the mythology and learnt to have like really long golden hair, and mm. it is in North Norse mythology that Loki does actually cut her hair off for a prank. Um, so that is actually, you know, they're they're using that moment from Norse mythology, which is something. But like, mm. I think ultimately, they could have done more with it. Yeah, I think they could have played either more of understanding about Lady Sif's background or playing into that bit of the narrative or could the loop have gone a little bit further or yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know but that's the easter egg about it. it's it's actually has come from an, a norse uh story mm. yeah. ain't, that a, ain't that a pretty little story too mm, a pretty uh, picture. A picture. Uh, yes uh lovely um we'll move on lovely bit of sif uh mobius I love the Mobius and Loki bits in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, really strong. Um, I, I find Owen Wilson it, it, actually incredible in this series as a whole, right? Yeah, yeah, he hits, smashes he, it. 
It's um, oh, I have to mention if I mention Owen Wilson, uh, and if she's listening, Soph, I'm about to mention you in the podcast. She um, every time he appeared on the screen, she kept going, "Wow, wow, <laughs> it's Owen Wilson." And in episode four, he says the word "how" in exactly the same way. Really? He, how? He, I think he go. He's talking to um, Ro- Roana. Yeah. Uh, and he and he, I'm pretty sure he goes how, <laughs> wow, and, uh, how, how, um, yeah. So that was a pleasant little surprise. That was that was a keen little. Uh, I still can't believe little... he's in the MCU. Like I just oh, hey, <laughs> oh here, here we go, Peggy. Here we go. You're our Peggy leg, mate. Peggy. Oh, here we go. The cat is oh. well and truly in the scene. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> she is. Hello. No, not on the keyboard. Not on the Peggy. keyboard. Eh? Peggy, what do you think about Loki? Loki. <laughs> just telling my face. All over the she's keyboard. so All sassy, over. man. She just she so is. she's just walking across the laptop, just Absolutely. not a care in the world. It's like you can do right. what you're doing. What Forrest? You're doing a podcast now. Shut up. She's Look so at me, walk. Such a bushy tail. It's like, oh yeah, hello. No, she's mm. got more. She's. I bet she's more. She's posh than that, isn't she? She's like, no, darling, no. I'm Peggy. Peggy, look at her, darling. Yeah, hello, everybody. How we doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at my tail. Swish, swish, swish. Look how I swish. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we digress. Um. Yeah. Fantastic. As uh, Sylvie gets. Oh, self prunes. She self prunes herself. There's a lot of prunage. Prune. A... The word prune is mentioned a lot. Use a different word. Why is it prune? Oh, we're about to prune you. Can't it just be like eradicate or you know? Mm. Prune is just the wrong word. Yes. It's... Oh my god, she pruned herself. Oh, okay, great. What does that mean? When I think of pruning, I think of prunes, the fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that you take to make you shit. Oh, well, there right? you go. Yeah, yeah, you so just I... broke your own rule, by the way. That was within 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so me and Forrest made, <laughs> <laughs> made ourselves a little bet to go, okay, we're going to try and not swear in the podcast for the first 15 minutes. And I think I've just broken it then. I also think I broke about 20 minutes ago. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think I completely forgot, forgot about that rule. Um, but yes. Uh, but like, yeah, it's the wrong word. Prune-ish. Why is it prune? Is it what? I need to understand. I only know the word by the fruit. I only associate it with that. But mm. maybe maybe it means something else. Yeah, it's a plum preserved by drying and having a black wrinkled appearance. Oh. Prune. You can have prune juice, people, can't you? Yes. Uh-oh. Why? Why? I'm going to put, why prune? Why is it? Why is it called prune in Loki? Why Somebody is it called actually... prune? Oh, also, I realised I completely skipped because Sylvie did not self-prune in this episode. So before people email in, write in and complain, I skipped the episode. I apologise. It happens in episode five. Where she um but yes How is it, uh, though, isn't it? episode four timekeepers are fake um loki was gonna say he liked sylvie but then he was pruned by ravona mm-hmm. um oh yeah he was then, yeah yeah and then end credit scene loki wakes up loads of variants around him 
I do. I do remember when Mobius got pruned, and when I watched it the first time, I thought that was it for Owen Wilson. I thought, oh, okay, is that that it? That's all we get from him. Yeah, I genuinely thought that was it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How wrong you were. How wrong I was. But anyway, go on, carry Um, on. Cut you off. No, no. I was just going to go straight into episode five, uh, and and title it the shittest episode of this series. Um, I think I, I feel like th- this is when we we go to um the prune location. I can't remember what the it's called. The void. Like, the void. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if I think the void brings enough mystique for it to be not the worst episode. I don't think it's the worst episode in my my book. Um, okay. I do feel like it because there's like there's a lo- there's a load of Easter eggs, loads mm. of Easter eggs. When we get to the void, they they literally throw them at you, which I like. So that, I think that's kind of what made me go, okay, well, fine. But I think mm. pacing there's a pacing issue in episode five. There's a an issue with the narrative development in episode five. Um, but I would say some of the earlier episodes are a little bit slower. Yeah, is this this is an episode where nothing happens, right? They have one objective, right, uh, which they find out, which is to kill the 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 um, what is it, the monstery thing? What's mm-hmm. it called? The oh, what's the ruddy? What's that monster called that they got to kill? The um, uh, Elias. Elias, that's it. So they got one mission: kill the Elias. Mm. That's this whole episode. It's mm. how are they how are they gonna do that? Let's watch them do that. Uh, we get like loads of different variants. Yeah, okay, got you in terms of Easter eggs, but I don't find but we don't you know, we don't have a substantial amount of time in any of these variants. Um and uh, I don't know. Uh, for me Um I reckon they could have made this episode make it an hour and twenty minutes, but it also contains the events of episode six. Yeah, I think they probably could have done with introducing um, He Who Remains at the end part of episode five. I think so. I think you're right too. However, there was quite a lot of action. You know, I think there was, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fact that they, you know, they were they all teamed up to have a go at Elias and, you know, to get through to the gate and stuff. And, um, that was episode five, wasn't it? It wasn't episode six, was it? That was episode what? five. I mean, no, no, no. Episode six is like basically just just in the in the room. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But like, mate, shall I just give you a little list of all the Easter eggs that happen in episode four? Hit me up, Buttercup. Mate, like, there's loads. So the moment you get to the void, you you get a glimpse of uh, a dish, uh, a broken down version of Stark Towers. Okay, mm. um, you get Frog Thor, <laughs> Throg, um, in uh, the mud as they kind of pan down to the underground bunker of mm. um, the Lokis. Um, we get an understanding of uh, older Lo- Loki, classic Loki, who's played by Richard E. Grant, who does a- an amazing job. Rich- seeing, again, Richard E. Grant is uh, a, 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 a national treasure, that's the word, a national treasure in terms of British ac- ac- acting here. And he is so fun and he always plays just characters that are just joyous to watch 
and he was great to watch and and understanding as well of like kid loki i don't think kid loki was particularly strong in terms of an actor um yeah. however you know he killed thor and that's how he got pruned and stuff and uh, yeah. we get uh, the a massive yellow jacket helmet which which then makes you then understand a little bit more about how he then becomes modok because his head is enlarged quite massively as a helmet of the yellow jacket, you know what I'm talking about, Dan. Yeah, yeah, Aaron yeah. Cross, yeah. Um, Mr. Cross. You get President Loki, okay, which harks back to a comic series as well, which was playing on kind of like tyrannical villains going into our office, which kind of parodied uh, Donald Trump's rise into power. Um, mm -hmm. We have uh, um, fucking Loki. He learns how to do enchantment as well at the end, which I quite enjoy. Because he's never been able to do that before. And the fact that he has the line where he says when he sees classic Loki building this whole new uh, version of Asgard to distract Elioth, he goes, I think we're stronger than we think. I like yeah. that. That's a nice moment of character development. Um, I, I Honestly, mate, I think that this, there were parts of this episode that I enjoyed probably more than moments of episode four. I think episode four was a little bit better in terms of development mm -hmm. overall. But um, yeah, I think I think yeah, I think it needed to be longer. I think maybe there needed to be a little bit more time with the other Lokis in the void as well. Um, when uh, Richard E. Grant dies and he shouts "Glorious Purpose," it was just brilliant. It was just it made me want to watch more of him, and I was sad to see him go at that moment. Oh, I see. Only thing I think the main thing that would have made this more interesting had we have had flashbacks of the different variants. Yeah. I, I needed to understand why it was important we met these specific variants. Yeah. Quite frankly, the episode doesn't serve that, right? That's we true. understand, we know a little bit about that background, but who gives a fucking toss? Like, mm -hmm. show me what they were, a little bit of what they went through. Or, you know, show me, at least, you know, a couple of them do, you know, or all of them do in their own way help. Loki at the end of it but yeah I just I don't know I, I think you know I'm not a fan of this episode at all I thought there was a lot of Lord of the Rings walking around it was like, it was like the it was like the fellowship of the ring it really was yeah, yeah. just without a ring and maybe no fellowship but you know it was plenty of that <laughs> without any good storytelling from Tolkien yeah, yeah, yeah. without 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 you know the exciting bits. Uh, <laughs> um, we, we got we got we got um, a Thanos copter as well, which harks back to the comics as well. Thanos gets a copter, a little helicopter, and oh, it's does he? yeah, it's amazing. Like, I can't believe they put that in there. Like it's again, it, I don't know. For I think it serves a different type of audience. Let's let's mm. say that that episode it serves a different type of audience. Um, I do have a gripe though, a massive one. Oh, in this hit episode. me up. Um, this is a gripe that I have for it's so trivial and it's very it's a very typical Matt gripe. Okay, so dear listener, you've got to know me by now. Oh fucking hell. Here we... Oh, I can already tell what's coming. What's up with Richard E. Grant's uh, moustache, eyebrows, what's up with his hair? Hit me up. <gasps> ah Okay. Well no, there's two gripes. Okay, so Sylvie, right? Oh, yeah. At the end of episode four. She has really wet hair when she comes out of the timekeeper's office. She's beheaded and had a fight with Ravona, all right? 
when she then has a confrontation with her in the next episode, the beginning bit, before she gets pruned, her hair is immaculate, mate. And I want to say 30 seconds has passed mm. since that moment. Massive continuity area there. I just need to call that out immediately. Though her hair looks amazing. i got to say, it's all this hair. It's fucking <laughs> incredible. Fuck um, you know. I mean, the colours, the sh- I mean, whoever did it, props to you. But um, <laughs> the other gripe I've got is Loki, right? Mm. I said in the first episode, when we were talking about episode one to three on Loki series one, I mentioned, why does Loki not go back into his like Loki suit? Or why don't they give him like a different type of Loki suit that's a little bit more movable, a little bit more manual, malleable? Why is Sylvie stuck with her outfit? her Loki outfit and we have, why have we got like a new Loki outfit? Why have we got this weird TVA bland, you know, t-shirt shirt and tie and brown trousers and just with his hair tucked behind his ears. And like, I don't understand. Why is he trying to look like he's like modeling for Boohoo Man or something? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. Like I think, and as well, in the moment when he cuddles up with Sylvie and has and conjures himself a blanket, and I'm like, mate, you've conjured yourself a blanket. You're you you've now diverted against being an agent. You're no longer a part of the TVA. Just put your bloody outfit back on. Conjure your Lokiness. Everybody else is in the Loki outfits. Classic Loki's rocking his classic outfit. Kid Loki looks absolutely awesome. You've got. What is it? But a boastful Loki looks absolutely incredible in his outfit. And even Alligator Loki's got a hat on. Why aren't you changing yours? Like, I don't know. Very tiny gripe, but it really irks me that he's in this shirt and tie. And I'm like, mate, you're supposed to be a god. Gods don't yeah. wear shirts and ties, man. No, no, no. No. I don't, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. That's my rant, and I'm sticking <laughs> to it. <laughs> I um yeah I'm trying to think as you're talking you know is there some kind of comment that can, it can be about in regards to like you know is he the most humane no, Loki mate. like or you know he's got you know emotions he's got you know he either lost his outfit somewhere package. in costume or they're like oh my god this is such a great way for people to cosplay for him and don't lie the amount of people at MCM Comic Con that cosplayed. This exact outfit and President Loki as well. Yeah, very true. We walk past one every 20 seconds. Not joking. Very true. So, K-Dog, listen to Matt. He doesn't like a cosplay outfit. Look, K-Dog, I just want to know who did Sylvie's hair. (laughs) And why it wasn't appropriately wet in episode five after the events of the end of episode four. Why, oh why, was the continuity not sublime? Those bouncy curls on CV. I just want to understand. Sylvie's curls, man. How are they achieved? (laughs) That's the the behind-the-scenes footage I've wanted for years. I'd love, I'd love to know how. Show me Suzanne in a costume department. Honestly. Oh, fantastic. Well, honestly. After that, uh, let's go to some meaningful stuff. Uh, the... (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode six, I love the beginning, how it opened. Uh, uh, phrases uh, through time. So we had Nelson Mandela. Um, yes, we, had we did. Visions, ultimate, ultimate vision of what is grief, if not love, persevering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of our favourites. Um, and then, yeah, we basically, this whole episode, apart from a couple of scenes, is in the Citadel with our good friend, He Who Remains. Nice, absolutely, and I think um, I said nice, absolutely. I, I, that was such a ridiculous generic response where I wanted to say that was really weird. I think that was my dyslexia right there. That was weird. Well, I I was I was thinking about a response, but my brain just went nice, absolutely. Well, but that was just like a generic response where I wanted to say yes, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like God. an internal one like <laughs> in my head I had to play out right there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it I think it starts really well. It builds up really nicely with all these voiceovers going over the top. Um and you yeah, and you can yeah, hear bits of the Avengers, bits of actual you hear Greta Thunberg as well. There's a Greta Thunberg bit. If you put the mm-hmm. subtitles on, people, uh the listener, you can actually see who's saying what as well. So I had the subtitles at the time and you can hear see exactly what the quotes are coming from and where they're coming from um but it builds up really nicely with the introduction of he who remains um but we've got to also i I mean i'm I'm gonna put this question out that i know i i don't know if i'm right or not but at the moment they step foot into that room into that hall that is the same day we have spider-man no way home starting Mm. Yes. So Doctor Strange is sat somewhere in New York and then this, his whole day gets messed up. And this is happening in tandem with the moment mm. that's happening with He Who Remains because with the multiverse going all askew screw and all that kind of stuff, it kind of happens at the same time. Yeah. Um, now, He Who Remains, we have Miss Minutes before He Who Remains is revealed. Um, Miss Minutes, again, this kind of weird fallout call back to Bethesda games um she has a quite a sinister manipulative kind of vibe to her I'm interested in this Miss Minutes and I wonder we're gonna whether we're gonna get more Miss Minutes in series two genuinely yeah yeah 
Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Miss Minutes will come back. But she was quite threatening. Um, Did you not get that? Like she, when she was giving them the ultimatum of going, look, you know, we'll give you a life back. You can live on the same timeline. You can even be gone. Anything you want, you can do this. Whatever you do, is that if you decide to go for, you know, he who remains, just be aware, shit's gonna go down. And it was quite, yeah. you know, obviously that wasn't sinister, but like she, the way it was delivered was quite kind of sinister. And I was like, oh. Do we know much? Do we know anything more about Miss Minutes? No. Is it is Miss Minutes controlled by Kang, or is Miss Minutes must be like her own thing? Or I'd I'd love to know. I think I think she she kind of is she is the TVA, isn't she? In terms of like internal yeah, but the TVA do- is created by Kang, right? Well, yeah, yeah. So you've got yeah, that would so, make sense. So um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I tell you, one of my favourite bits in this episode, it's just a small thing, is how they did um, Kang's backstory. So they did it, it, mm. he had a little sculpture thing on his table, didn't he? And then it like moved, it changed um, when he was talking through his story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, and I just I love that. I love that little t- like use of use of a little like everyday item that kind of changed to show us that story. I thought you we didn't pan away to like a completely different vision or a flashback or you know, just little things were changing. And even even when the camera wasn't fixed on it, um, and they're just talking to Kang. It it was moving like a lot of the time as well. I just thought mm. that was a really really cool little touch. I, I think that. I think I'm beginning to realise why I'm fine. Fa- and I found this episode and the f- the finale of this series quite flat. Is that mm. it was a very um, script heavy episode. There was a lot of talking and a lot of sitting around. Let's be honest. So he arranges, brings the Lokis in, and goes yeah. sit down have a cup of tea so I can tell you a little story. Like it literally is story time with Kang. Like, it's yeah. um, it's weird. I but we do get a lot of information. You're right. I think it's nice how we get the backstory of how the multiversal war started, how he's kept it all afloat, how he is the person that's keeping the sacred timeline in check, um, and you begin to understand. Okay, you know, from I think I found myself parts of me going actually, yeah, don't kill him. No, yeah, don't don't kill him. Why would you mess this up? Why would you mess this up? And I was finding myself siding with with Loki more than Sylvie in these in these kind of moments. And obviously, this has been Sylvie's glorious purpose. This is the 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 whole super objective of what Sylvie wants to achieve in terms of taking out the what the the one thing that's been keeping her at bay, and she just wants her life back. And Really, I I find it difficult to really understand the justification of why she decided to plunge the knife straight through to he who remains and not really understand what the actual outcome is going to be because she doesn't really know what's going to happen next. No. And um, and what, and what does that do for her? Do. Right. Exactly. Well, I don't. What what, does, what is she achieving from doing that? Exactly. There's no real guarantees in anything in return from doing that. So then my my thoughts of when it happens is like, okay, fine, well done, you've done that. You've you've potentially fucked up the whole universe. I know this needs to happen in order for these next movies to happen, but logistically thinking, yeah, yeah. there's no she, reason for her to do that. They'd just go back to the TBA, right, and talk to Mobius and go, look, this is the deal, there's a guy called Kang, and then they'd go, all right, Cool. cool. Great. Go live in the same timeline together. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, Mo- and Mobius will probably go and live with them, right? And that'll be that. Yeah. 
They're just going, you just go, oh, I, I don't know what weird crap that was, but it's not going to affect me now because I've broken down the TVA. So I'll go back to my own timeline, job done. It's so weird. That whole moment is so strange and bizarre. What's weirder is the kiss. In what world would that, it, it wouldn't have happened any, like everything about it. Why, why the kiss? Why in front of Kang? And why then? There is no need to romanticise these two characters. There is no need. need. There is no need. Like I said, I think I said in the first half episode that we did, the last one, that I'd prefer the romance between Mobius and Loki. I would have thought, for me, that would have been... If if Mobius... You know, because Mobius has idealised Loki throughout, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Even when he... You know, and I could see proper, genuinely gutted when he found out that Loki kind of betrayed him, whatever you want to call it. And actually, if there was a rom- if that then blossomed into a romance but wasn't clear, that for me is far more interesting to go down. Yeah. I'd be 100%. far more intrigued. And that's not just because, you know, it would be a gay relationship. It's purely because those two characters wouldn't be, you wouldn't think that them two, and plus... What does that you know? What else would that add in their stories? You'd find more about Mobius, all sorts. I don't know. Are they are they playing into the fact that they're like effectively Norse mythology characters? And like in like North mythology, Greek mythology, there was in some respect a lot of narratives and stories that had incest, right? Mm. Like there's there's one particular one. What's it called? Is it Tis Pity She's a Whore? There's a play yes. called that, right? Where it's he, their the, the brother and sister, and they fall in love with each other, right? It's, 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 yeah, it's very strange, right? But um, you've got—I don't know whether that's the conscientious choice. Is no, but like, there, yeah. that's a far, that's a reach, though, right? That's a massive yeah. reach. And there's just no need for it. No, it's, it's just—it feels like they like, oh, oh, brilliant! We can have a gag with Thor later down the line, where Thor goes, "What are you playing at? You just, you know, shagging your sister." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what? No, just don't have a romance or make it meaningful with a completely different character, please. Yeah, it's it's. I I wonder whether they'll carry on or cut that and nip that in the bud in series yeah, two. Uh, I would assume they'll cut that. Well, you know what's going to happen with Sylvie, in all honesty. Yeah, I'm assuming she'll come back, but to be quite honest, Matt wouldn't be fussed if she didn't. Not really, a massive, not a massive Sylvie fan. Like, so I think the writing's meh. <coughs> I think her character's meh. I'm like, yeah, I, d- I don't. I'm, I'm lot. Even Ravona, I'm far more intrigued by Ravona, Mobius. Um, I'd, I'd love to get more. Well, but... Ravona, I think in the comics ends up becoming a love interest of Kang the Conqueror. Wow. wow. So, I see, I, but I can see that that yeah. for me because again she's idealising, right? Mm. She puts him on a pedestal. She goes, right? That is, I like a bit of that. See, I yeah, I think he who think remains see more. with me, with me, yes, please. There's some real footage right there. That's genius. <laughs> Matt laughed so much that his, that his Endgame wow. poster nearly fell on the floor. Do you know what there? happened? Is that it threw the Endgame poster out and then simultaneously yanked the charger out of its paw. Christ, that all, that all kicked off. That nearly went disastrous, disastrously wrong. 
Jesus. Wow. Anyway, yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think the I quite enjoyed. It was going to sort of fight sequences. Um, I did. I, I enjoyed the scuffle between Sylvie and Loki. Um, I do enjoy little. I do enjoy Sylvie's performances. I think we get the kind of uh, one track minded Loki that we got in Avengers Assemble. Okay, yeah. with Tom Hiddleston's uh, iteration, and we'll get more development as we go into series two. So I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm actually looking forward to seeing a little bit more about Sylvie's character and how that will develop. But I would just like it to not be so intrinsically intertwined with our Loki's story. Mm. I'd, I'd like it to be more separate, and more kind of finding themselves, and you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's, Great. I think, it kind of. This is all to, to, to start off the multiverse as well. I do remember when this came out last year, it was all about, was it, was it last year? It was last year, was it just about the year before? Maybe it was 21. It was 21, wasn't it? Uh, A couple of years ago. Yes, now. yes. Um, you know, it's all to start the multiverse. It's all to start a new, new phase for us. It's introducing new stories and new plots. And I get that. But ultimately... I just felt really flat at the end of it. And and as well, even when he goes back, when Loki gets pushed back into the TVA to then meet a different variant version of Mo, Mo, um, Mobius. And mm. I just, I'm like, okay, cool, great, fine. That's all I've got. Okay, cool, great, fine. Not, oh my God, not, how, you know, you know the, the feelings that we had after we've just seen Guardians 3, like there was none of that. It was just like, okay, cool, fine. Fine, I'll just wait for the next bit. Okay. Yep. Yep. No, yeah, completely agree. I, I'm looking forward to see it, series two, but yeah, I can't say. I think the last two episodes well, didn't really, you know, set the right kind of mood to be like, oh, yeah, oh, wow, that's left me on a cliffhanger. Mm. Uh, it does leave you on a cliffhanger, which is reasonably good, you know, like he's gone to a, uh, you know, the TBA, but he's in a completely different timeline, or is he in the same timeline, but the timeline changed because they moved them all? Who knows? I'm intrigued. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but Mobius and the guard don't, don't know who he is anymore. Um, what I did enjoy was um, uh, He He Remains last line, which was See You Soon. Which is like, oh, yeah, you bloody will. We will see. Well, will we? <laughs> Actually, well, to be fair, yeah. we'll see him soon. Well, you know, I feel, uh, it is, it's mad, isn't it? We've sp- we've now spoke about this for over a month, I think. Yeah, yeah. Over a month, and we have had absolutely no indication yet. I don't uh, think they're going to recast him. Um, do we know, is, when is the court case? When is the thing? It was it was yesterday, wasn't it? I think oh, was it yesterday? I think I said in the episode it was eighth of May. Eighth of May. Well, so let me, you know, let me do a little searchy. Oh no, I can't. Oh, yeah. yeah, try and find out if you can. Um, I'm just so dear listener. I'm going through um, uh, the Reddit. I think this might be quite a new little feature for us now. I'm gonna just go through Reddit comments um, and just see what other people thought of the series through the episode. So I'm just looking at episode six, series one. Um. There's loads and loads of comments on here. <laughs> um, Disney Plus shows won't be necessarily viewing my ass, says one person. Oh, his name is Ask Grass Roots. Okay, cool. I wonder every comment he has is after or she or they after ass. Um, <laughs> That's one comment to start with. That one, mate. 
I know that's very, that's very typical of me. Oh, there's, there's somebody's talking about a posterior. I'll use that one. <laughs> oh yes, please. Thank you. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. There's one from Guitar Three Five Four Four. Guitar. Um, those mad lads actually did it. They brought in Kang, and season two confirmed. Holy shit! Seeing Mobius not know Loki was super sad. Holy though, holy crap! Some of these people. Wow. Um, they they had that had my emotions in a not so quickly. Tom deserves recognition for his acting. To be fair, he does. I mean, Tom Hiddleston is a, is a fine, fine actor, and I can't deny that for one second. He, out of quite, a, I'd say, a small pool, one of those mm. being Robert Downey Jr., has managed to sustain a character and develop their character and not stagnate with a character for well over 10 years, and it is quite some some achievement, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. The um, uh, just to say, so looking up the Jonathan Major story, mm. so he appeared via Zoom uh, during his uh, salt case hearing. Next court date is set for June, so it continues. <sighs> um, I yeah, I I think I think Marvel almost have no choice but to recast at this point. To be honest, they, I think they should do it. This now. is gonna. Well, exactly. They, they need to do, do it right now. now because this is just going to roll on and roll on and roll on, and there's more allegations, more allegations. Just nip it in the bud and go. Look, you know, I'm sorry. We've got to go elsewhere because mm. otherwise. So this is all. But the other, we've got another kind of thing, um, a separate issue, but is joint in a way. So oh, yeah. the Writers Guild of America have now gone on strike. Mm -hmm. um, and Blade is already facing delays um, because of it. Uh, sort of delayed Blade uh, indefinitely because of the strikes. Yep. Um, so I, I think, you know, between the strikes, sort of a major case, we could be really looking at, um, you know, the future of the MCU being quite heavily affected here in terms of mm. delays with, I think it's kind of inevitable that Loki... Loki 2 will be delayed in some way. I think even if ultimately Jonathan Major stays as Kang, there's no way they can possibly release this. I yeah. wouldn't have thought until they know which way. You know, they can't release yeah. this and then go, oh yeah, we're actually we're going to change it now. I think, you know, they've either got to change it or agree it's never going to be changed. But they can't possibly do that until there's a verdict. So um, there's I been, think... I mean, there have been rumors out there that they've started the process to prepare for recasting Jonathan Majors. How true that is, no idea. But yeah. and also, what what does that mean? Start the process. We, we've got into a room and talked some name, possible names that could do it if the time came. You know, yeah. it's it's like that's still months away. They've got to form contracts. They've got to break contracts. Mm -hmm. Take takes months to do stuff. Like so there's, I mean, with Loki series two, we, with there's rumours that it was to break and release sort of October of this year, but there are now already theories being saying that it might be pushed um, and held on to a little bit uh, due to these strikes and Jonathan Majors recast. Mm. So we're yet to see, I but I th I think they must have wrapped on series two. Oh, ages ago. I think we got the yeah. We're definitely going to get the Marvels. We'll definitely get um, uh, Secret Invasion. 
So yep. Secret Invasion and Captain uh, the Marvels unaffected. Uh, I think the issue, I think they'll, they'll have to announce soon because you know they, them two are right around the corner, and then after yeah. that, it, it's pretty it's pretty unknown. So, well, mate, I'm watch your space. We need to do our overall, you know, rating on Loki series one. Boris, what would you rate this? Out of a crisp oh. packet contents, let's go. I am gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a bag, or like three quarter full bag. So this is one of those bags where you're like, oh yeah, this can be full to the brim. You open it, you go, ah, that's a shame. It's not as full as I thought it was gonna be. They've rinsed me of a of a you know about fifty p here. Mm-hmm. and that's going to bite me on the ass. it's like yeah. you I think I agree with you it's like you go out to a shop you go to buy a trustworthy packet of crisps that you know you love you enjoy you're going to pick those up and you go like, yeah I'm going to I'm going to enjoy this for whatever they are do you know what it's funny I'd say this this is so like bland but like I would I would go with Walker's ready, ready salted crisps I know what I'm going to get I trust that it's not exciting, but I'm going to grab it and I'm going to enjoy it for a little bit. It won't overly excite me, but it's fine. That is how I feel with this series. Yeah. And I know that's not going to be resonated with a lot of people as well. So, dear listener, if you're one of those people that are saying Loki is one of the best things that I've seen in, series, in Phase 4, please tell us. Because I genuinely would like to know. We met quite a few people with those kind of thoughts when we we're at MCM Comic Con, we did that in our uh, interview episode months back. Now, um, you know, some people really raving about it, and I do remember kind of being a bit positive about it then. But now, seeing it for a second time, it's gone lower in my ratings than it was for the first time. So, yeah, dear listener, get in contact with us. Send us an email uh, on Don't Be a Hero Podcast at gmail.com or just give us a little DM on Instagram at Don't Be a Hero Podcast or on Facebook and Twitter as well. All right, anywhere, just get in contact want to hear been an absolute blast Matt. mate i cannot wait for friday dear listener you tune mm. in schedule yourself friday this friday 12th of may 7 30 bst or on other timelines wherever you are in time zones and your variant selves on the multiverse that we live in check yourselves in come and see us come watch our live stream we will then upload that episode in a more concise way let's say um for our 17th of may episode which will then officially be the one year anniversary of don't be a hero podcast but mate i'd be interested to know what are we doing after that what are we doing what's next in phase four what's next i have got a feeling i know exactly what it is uh uh, and i think on our next um, which phase is it? Five. Four, mate. <laughs> that's the one. That's the, that's the one. That's the one. Um... <laughs> you were so confident there. Phase five, yeah? We're phase five. No, no, mate. Yeah, that's, 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 that's it. Um, August 21. Our next one. We are back, finally, placed into the films. Oh, I know what it is then, yeah. So we are back at Black Widow. Okay, I'd be interested to see our thoughts on this one. I'm really interested in this one because when I originally watched it, 
I really enjoyed it. Really? Genuinely, thoroughly enjoyed myself. So did Rachel. She enjoyed I, it as well. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought it, it got a lot of hate where, you know, it shouldn't have got a lot of hate. But, likewise, similar, similarly as Loki, could I watch it back and think, ooh, this has got some got some issues. Well, I can't wait. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That'll be in the next couple of weeks. Anyway. Sweet. Fantastic. Can't wait. I will see you on Friday, my friend. See you on Friday. I can't wait. Ooh. Catch you on a flippity flip. Bye, lovely. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.